Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Well, guys, we got a couple of problems here. Uh, first of all, Troy's late. Yeah, I, about that. I had to let him go. I told like, him to hit the uh, hit the bricks. It was like it looked like there was an empty chair in there. <laughs> I know. Well, Troy's very happy today because his Denver Broncos got bailed out last night. Uh oh, we're starting hot today, dude. Ugly wins are still wins. It's in the right column. That's, That's all that true. matters. I don't even know if that was ugly or if it was just the weirdest ending to a ball game I've ever seen in my life. Three straight W's, by the way. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, really? That's and right. Uh, yeah, including over the Chiefs. Chiefs, Bills, who's in the middle? Uh, bye week was before, so it was uh, before oh. the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Who, the Raiders? Was, was it the Ra- oh, Raiders? Yeah, well, I believe you're right. I mean, it's the Raiders. Hey, they're they're 2-0 and in their last two games. So. so one win against a crap team, one win against a team that's imploding, and then the other win was against a really good team. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of everything. W's a W. I'm taking it for what it is. Three given, straight. I mean, come on. After 70 to 20, I'll take every win that they can get. If you don't know what we're referencing, I'm, I'm surprised Troy knows. I'm sure he was sound asleep uh, when <laughs> that game went final. But uh, <laughs> I, stay tuned for Jeroni the Week later in the yeah, hour. Yeah, it's, it's why I woke up and immediately sent a friend a picture of basically a gentleman entering an apartment with a smile on his face. And then the apartment's on fire. Uh, I mean, that was basically kind of what I walked into this morning uh, in looking at the react. God. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Owen Burke is on our board today. The phone number 537-1350. It is uh, press conference day. So we'll uh, hear from K-State offensive uh, guard, left guard Cooper Beebe, and also uh, defensive lineman uh, Cooper Beebe, who played two ways in the last two games. That's right. Uh, Barely. Barely. I think he had three total plays uh, at defensive line with the absence of Damian Eli Leo, who's been out of the lineup for a couple of days, a couple of games due to injury. So we'll hear from Coop in hour number two, plus uh, linebacker, unfortunately, out for the rest of the year. The second one now out for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll get more on that in hour number two as well. Plus, I'm sure. Well, what do you have in the, uh, the updates? Uh, the 
injury report as well as a look back at last night's hoops. Okay, there you go. Well, speaking of hoops, K-State was lights out from three. In uh, a big win over South Dakota State, that's a really good team, by the way. I talked about it in Mitch Palm yesterday. That is a NCAA tournament team that K-State lit up from three. They have, they've been good for a long time. I mean, when they, they were built well for transitioning when they, North Dakota State, Northern Colorado, all made the transition at the same time. South Dakota State was the one program, basketball-wise, that transitioned very well, and it shows. However, uh, yesterday, if you listen to Wildcat Insider, in hour number two, I went second hour, just full monologue about, hey, yeah, K-State is tied for second in the Big 12. They did not beat Oklahoma State. They hadn't played Oklahoma, and they're still yet to play Iowa State. Yet, because of the tiebreaker, the way it's written, Cats have the advantage. Um. That optimism ended about 30, 45 an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, because after this latest report by who was it? Was it Trammell? Yes, Trammell. Barry, Barry Trammell, formerly of the Oklahoman. Comes out with an article stating that uh, the Big 12 is looking to, and I'm going to air quote the heck out of this, <laughs> clarify the, 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 uh, the multi-team tiebreaker rules. So let me refresh y'all's memory about the way they're written right now. As a matter of fact, actually, let me pull up the actual tiebreaker procedures that is written out at the Big 12 Conference's website, Big12Sports.com. Multiple team tiebreakers. First one, head-to-head. Best cumulative win percentage in games among the tie teams. And it, it gets kind of weird with the with the wording here. I'm not a fan of this grammar or this comma placement, but if not, every tied team has played each other, go to step two. Step two is record against the next highest place common opponent in the standings based on record in all games played within the conference, proceeding through the standings. So who all K-State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State have played is Iowa State, KU, and UCF. Well, UCF is going to be the bottom of that list, so it's either going to be Iowa State or Kansas, and I would think I think Iowa State would be the first one that would pop up, uh, based on me predicting that K State's going to beat them both. Uh, you know, you never know if Iowa State beats Texas at home this Saturday, but you go through the next common played team. Well, K State has beaten all of them, suggesting that K State wins their last two games of the regular season. Castle beat them all. Well, you can't say that for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. So that gives advantage to K-State. I also said this yesterday. I did say that I felt if I was an Oklahoma State fan, I would be livid Mm -hmm. over the way the Mm -hmm. the rule was written. And if it was truly fair in the way it should be written, the way it should go is that, honestly, Oklahoma State should be the one ahead in the tiebreaker because they beat the two teams that they're tied with. But where K-State was catching a break is K-State hadn't played Oklahoma. So that was saving K-State's life at the moment to make it to Arlington. The Big 12 now is apparently looking to clarify this rule. I don't know if this is because of uproar from Oklahoma State or people just talking about it. Because you're not getting no uproar from Manhattan, Kansas. (laughs) We're catching a break. But now no longer. Now it's kind of flipped. And now we're all furious about it. And let's be real. If we go around the Big 12 and ask everybody how you feel about this, 
I don't think K-State's going to win a whole lot of arguments here. I think a lot of people feel that this is the way it should be. However, we got to talk about the integrity of the Big 12, about changing a rule two weeks before postseason play begins. Mm. Therein lies the problem. You're changing the rule of the game mid-game. Yeah, they're calling it clarifying, but let's be real. They're completely changing the rule. That's not the way the rule is stated. The rule is not stated as of right now that would favor Oklahoma State. It does not. As a matter of fact, the Big 12 Conference had clarified last week, or maybe not even over the weekend, weekend, to the Oklahoman that K-State is the one in favor of right now of tiebreaker rule number two for multiple teams tied. They've already clarified the rule. So this isn't clarifying. This is a change of the rule. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be happening two weeks before the regular season comes to an end. Now, Troy was explaining to me this to me earlier, and that is because of the way this is unfolding. This basically has to come down to a vote of the ADs. You're going to have to put that through to a, to a vote of the ADs because I don't believe that the conference office can sit there and say, well, this was our intent as opposed to this is what the rule stated. I don't think that they can pull that off. I don't think that, that the athletic directors will allow them to do that. I think the athletic directors have to weigh in on this and, and have to weigh in on this one way or the other, it's got to be on the athletic director's plate to clarify this because, honestly, they probably should have had more of a hand in checking this over, too, going into the season. And let's clarify this as well. The rules that we just went over, those were put in place before the year. Correct. It's the, it was put in place because of new teams in the Big 12. There's now more teams in the Big 12. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what the old rules said. Uh, K-State really hadn't been involved in a big tiebreaker. Uh, at least I don't feel like it had been for a long time uh, because we haven't had the Big 12 championship game for a while. It just came back not too long ago, maybe further back mm-hmm. than I remember. But now K-State's involved. Now you're in favor, but it's turning into now you're in a complete disadvantage because this will this will certainly – it doesn't give you a 0% chance of getting in, but it greatly hurts your chances now because now you're looking at you need chaos. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be fair about this. As a K-State fan, I'm livid. I really am because I don't like the Big 12 just changing things up because it's it, it probably should be worded differently. The rules should be different, but that's on them. To throw an amendment out there and try to change rules two weeks before the end of the regular season – I think is a joke, even though the way they want to change it probably should be the right thing. It really should be. So it's frustrating. No more frustration here. or I should say here in Manhattan, there's more frustration than anywhere else. And Troy was saying that, you know, do the AD stick up for K-State or do they actually let this go through? I don't know. I think there's actually an argument there because I'm sure a lot of people would believe that. And, uh, and I get it, that Oklahoma State is the rightful team to get that second spot, even though the rules don't state that. And I don't think that you can cleanly that you can cleanly pull it off that way. Uh, I, I because again, you're changing it in the middle of the season, and then at that point, you're just making it look all the more of a mockery. 
You're just digging that hole even deeper at that point. But, you know, we got into the the conversation Sunday morning. Colby Van Kemp was the first to talk to me about what the rule stated at the time, asking me, am I reading this right? Am I reading this correctly? And the red flag went up because I hadn't gone over the tiebreaker just yet. It was Sunday morning. I still was kind of sluggish going, you know, how most of us are on Sunday mornings trying to recover. And the red flag went up because I immediately go, there's not a qualifier for head to head in there. Immediately, I was like, wait, Oklahoma State should have this because they're 2-0. Well, no, it's not included in this. It's discounted because it's a three-way tie, and not everybody played everybody. Well, now, and now it's way easier for Oklahoma to get into the Big Twelve oh, Championship game. I mean, it made it a lot easier now with this clarification. If it goes through the way we, you know, way, the way it could be, the way they're looking to word everything, that allows Oklahoma State to get in right now, where the current, the way the the standings currently are at, with you know the what would be at the regular season, the way it's projected to be a three-way tie for second place. Yes, again, benefits Oklahoma State, but you know the Pokes could lose again, and that would put Oklahoma into the Big 12 championship game. And now you have yourselves a Texas-Oklahoma Big 12 championship game, which nobody wants to see. Um Especially not the conference office. Well, yeah, and like, yeah, everybody else in the Big 12, that's the last thing we want to see. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe eyeballs around the nation would... You know, it'd be more attractive. Maybe we'll get more clarification. Yeah. If it's so Oklahoma. You know, first and foremost. Well, and then real quick, by the way, and what if Texas loses and everybody else wins out or whatever? Yeah. And you know, what what happens to Iowa State, you know? It's just I well, K State plays Iowa State. I don't think it would it would happen. Here's but. what really stinks. It completely knocked the ultimate chaos off the board. The possibility of having a seven way tie. Yeah. That was being mentioned last night. Playoffs. A seven-way tie. Let's go play In the conference standings. I'm just, this leads, first of all, this just goes to show you that all the people that run these conferences are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Did you hear that, Brett Yarmark? All of them. Got them. Like, all these guys. We've turned on you. The guys guys are in the Big Ten, their fiasco with their their like TV deals, not a couple, you know, like their 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 fiasco there. The Pac-12 not even moving. The Big 12 can't even get the rules right now. They got to change them. Two weeks left in the season. It also gives credence to everybody's out to get K State. And you know what? <laughs> well, we yeah. uh, there. It's never fair for for K State for little old K State. If it was Oklahoma State. Or Oklahoma, they wouldn't even. We wouldn't even be talking about this. There would be no clarification. It'd just be whatever. But since it's K State, they come gunning for us as usual. Guess what? I don't care if it's if it stinks or not. That's them's the rules. And if it was the other way around, and it was K State's getting getting screwed, nobody would care. Nobody would clarify a darn thing. It'd just be the way it is. And sorry, that's the way the rules are written out. And Texas is going to go in. If it was Texas and K State flipped, I guarantee you 
nothing would be said. And because it's K-State, we go, whoa, 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 wait a minute now. Screw them. They're going to do whatever they're going to do anyway. Whatever. K-State, just keep winning ball games. Everybody else, screw them. I don't care. Whatever. I, I think you're a little off base on the aspect of it if Texas was in the situation that K-State was in because there's no way in hell the conference office is going to do Texas any favors this year and clarify anything you, if it was you Texas. Really, you really think you really think at the end of the day that money and TV TV stuff and all that wouldn't play a part in them pulling strings even even with two teams on the way out. You don't No, think they're going to pull the strings for the teams that are staying in the conference going oh, forward. Crap. You know, I'm kind of uh, I, a, I hear the argument on both sides and kind of that's the kind of that, that is that no, I'm sorry. I wish it were that way. I I wish it was all about, you know, take me out to the ball game and cracker jacks and all that bs but it's not it's about if it was texas they would pull the they they would it it wouldn't be any clarification well and what even sucks more about this is if k state just beat oklahoma state or beat texas we're not in this we're not situation we're not even talking about it we're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about this nope do we you're probably not looking at this rule that's worded poorly to begin with but also is you know it's not what it should be mm-hmm. To favor the team that had beaten the other two teams in the tiebreaker or whatever, but if we could have took care of business, it wouldn't even be a thing. And therein is the rub throughout it. And again, that's what also though makes it tough to change midstream like this. Because outcomes are what they are already. Outcomes are what they are. So you're going to change something that's based on outcomes. That have already occurred. Stinks. It's I mean, a, there's it's still a, a chance. It's a bad. It's a, a bad look all the way so around. You're telling me there's a chance. Well, we just need Gene Taylor to uh, go into this meeting waving a steel chair. If he's got but any, there's aces, an idea. That's right. If he's got any aces, he needs to play him right can, now. Can you imagine what his email inbox looks like oh. right now? There's probably some people like, I'll vote for you, dude. Don't worry about it. Do we know that when this, I guess, meeting is going to – again, I haven't read Trammel, too much into this, but – Trammell said that it's tomorrow night. That's the only thing that has gotten said. Become a politician, Gene. Come on, Gene. Start lobbying. Yeah, make them see yeah, it. How, how would you like to be, Gene, going from a meeting tonight or today regarding the CFP and have this swirling around you as you're taking care of – your duties related to the playoff committee, and then turn around and have that meeting tomorrow night. You know, what? can you imagine what his phone was like this afternoon? Oh, he's like Jackie Moon in the meeting with all the teams, <laughs> 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 and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, shoving the chair, he's gonna into start the table. slamming the chair yeah. into the table. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, and he, you know what? At the end of the day, we're just gonna have our own bowl. And we're just going to blow it up, baby. We're going to have our own whatever. We're going to have our own Big oh, 12 championship. Y- y- you mean we're going to do our version of uh, what Boise State does with the Humanitarian Bowl? Oh, yeah. Playing it right here in Manhattan. We'll invite UCF. The Flint Hills Bowl? God. You know what? And you know what? Thursday, last Thursday. Better yet. I'll tell you what. Let's bring in Iowa and let's let's have wheat versus corn all over Whoa, again. Round two. Oh, yeah. We're going to Farmageddon 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> 
battle of the overs. Dude, I said it in thir- I said it Thursday. I said, wouldn't it be something if you if Oklahoma State went down to UCF and just got waxed over? Oh my God. And here we go, man. Yeah. They should be out of the conversation. They they, they got embarrassed in Central Florida. Come on. We're not amending the rule now because no. you guys who cares? You got embarrassed. Honestly, I mean, who what coach takes their kids to Universal Studios on Friday before playing on Saturday down there? I mean, honestly. No. You didn't hear that? Tell Deej, tell Deej you're full of it. No, because no. he's believing it. No. No, that's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Because I mm, see, <laughs> I think I know too much. It was raining. Who wanted to stay in line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had to cancel. They had to cancel, yeah. Well, but yeah. he wasn't going to take him to Disney because they're oh. woke. I mean, come on, it's Gundy. <laughs> Troy on fire. Oh, it's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> boy, it sucks to be. Uh, us right now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really stinks. Yeah, listen, it listen, we're going gallows humor right here I'm to just so try mad. and make ourselves feel better, I'm all so right? Angry. I mean, I, yeah. I, I couldn't be. When I saw clarify rule, oh, man. <laughs> mm, that's really, <sighs> Troy, that's funny. That Thank, you. So Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, my God. Uh, coming up in hour number two, um, Cooper Beebe. Spoke to me earlier today. We'll hear yeah. some of that. Uh, linebacker, and out, second one, out for the rest of the year. And it's the one I really didn't want to uh, – I didn't want any of them to go, but this guy's like a utility guy. It's uh hate to hate to see this happen. Jabroni of the Week in this hour. Meet the Wildcats. We'll try to squeeze it in with Treshawn Ward. When we come back, talk KSA hoops in the win last night over South Dakota State. Coming up next. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, uh, we, if you were at the game, you did not miss out on Sandstorm. There was no Sandstorm uh, last night. Uh, so we're still so waiting for that first time. You know, I got a feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, when, uh, you know, like a Villanova comes to town, <laughs> uh, yeah. that'll be the first one of the year, potentially. Uh, it'll be a wide out, a lot of fans in attendance. I'm sure it'll be close to packed. Did away, whoa, 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 stop the presses, Mitch. Did sure. Villanova lose yesterday? They sure did. They did. Dang, they the did. Presbyterian. No, no, no. Oh, no. Penn. Penn. Oh, okay. Part of the they play the <laughs> annual loop of their yeah. Big Five rivals, yeah. and so this one was at the Palestra last night. So it was Penn's home court. Ooh. But yeah, they're not. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All that improved over what they were last year. They they were top twenty five. They were top twenty five, but, but we've not. seen what the rankings you, have looked like 
here in the first week Yeah, I mean, plus. there's a lot of teams losing the bye games. Yeah. There, there's also a lot of conversation uh, on the, on the uh, uh, Vegas side of it right now as well, that they're very frustrated with how college basketball has been going these really? first two weeks. A lot of folks are losing their shirts. Well, you know, before tonight, you have the you know State Farm Classic or whatever it's called. You know, KU is uh, playing Kentucky tonight or mm-hmm. whatever. Before, <clears throat> excuse me, cold tonight, there really hasn't been a whole lot of no. Last night, you interesting had, games. Yeah, right? last night you had the Gavit games, and you expected St. John to do better against uh, against Michigan, and it didn't pan out. Michigan blew the doors off of them. Um, yeah, it it wound up not being. As good of matchups there as what was expected. Uh, so we'll see what plays tonight. But Kansas against Kentucky, honestly, I'm not real sold right now on where Kentucky should be. Yeah, I, I, I'm expecting a big win for KU. Yeah. I just say, you yeah. know, and maybe I'm wrong. You never know, but it's just my gut feeling after, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like Kentucky's on KU's level right now. What's the other game? Is it Duke, Michigan State? Yes. That's, that'd be the first game. And, and here you have Duke, which is coming off of getting their butts handed to them by Arizona last week, in their own building, no less, by a former Tar Heel, oh, Caleb my, Love. That's my favorite story from last week. I love that. Caleb Love going in there and beating them? Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, let's also not forget, I mean, K-State-USC was the marquee matchup. Uh, game one of the college basketball season that didn't really pan out. Yeah. First of all, our way, but also just as a casual fan. Yeah, and, and, and a even good game. and even the game before it, Georgia Oregon was not much of a you know much Georgia, of a game. At, they, they Georgia tried. tried. They tried. They tried, but hell of an effort. Yeah, it just didn't pan out. But and then you look at the mayhem that occurred on the women's side in the top twenty-five over the course of the first week, yeah, and that geez. was crazy. Yeah, uh, who who lost in the top? Was who, LSU who was lost? One? Oh, L- that's right. LSU lost to Colorado. Dropped yeah. all the way to seven. in Vegas. Yeah, dropped all the way to seven. South Carolina uh, was number six in the preseason. They jump all the way to number one. Ah. UConn lost to NC State. Yes, NC State matched K State's two thousand three by going unranked to number fourteen. You take down a big dog, and they're like, "All right, you're you're good now." Yeah. So, Meanwhile, yeah. the K State women are at Iowa on Thursday, uh, number two, number two in the nation. Tough road trip. And I was watching. Actually, I was watching Iowa play Virginia Ball. Tech. Forty points the for Caitlin night. Clark the other night. I mean, she was just as she always is, just lights out from distance. But I mean, Virginia Tech kind of gave them a game until what ten minutes to go, and mm-hmm. then Iowa just pulls away and makes it kind of look easy there at the end. I mean. Um, you know, after you know, I'm glad K State beat them last year here, and that was an amazing game to Great see game. live because that was a doubleheader, right? So the men played before the women did, and I was like, okay, I'm going to come out of this right. press conference. Fingers crossed, people stayed. Please stay. Yeah. And I get out there, and I'm like, okay, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but it should have been a lot better for who the opponent was in sure. town. Caitlin sure. Clark is, as Jeff Mitty told me earlier today, she's two or three of the. Best college basketball players ever. <laughs> right. And can I, I mean, I'll be a thousand percent honest. Last year, I didn't know nothing about her until the day before because you had mentioned it. And I was like, who? And started looking her up and I was like, oh my God, who is that? Here, here's the question for Mitty Is she Pistol Pete for the women's game? Pete Maravich Pete for Maravich, the women's yeah. game. 
I think I think that I'm you not have your to, age. I can't speak on that. Uh, listen, Pistol Pete was a little before my time too, so I, I'm just looking at it from the historical aspect. Let's get some thoughts on last night's win for K State, 91 to 68 over uh, South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits are now one and two. K State two and one. Like we said earlier, South Dakota State most likely going to win the Summit. They're going to be an NCAA tournament team. I would imagine that's the way I predict it. And that's how the uh, the Summit League also predicted it as well as preseason favorites. You know, I tuned in after the under-16 timeout to, to Twitter just to kind of just look at what – oh, my God, it was it a meltdown city. I, and I understand. There are a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I'll be real, though. I You know, to me, my only issue last night was the turnovers. It got sloppy. I thought maybe some of the guys tried to do a little bit too much, tried to get a little too fancy with the passes, wasn't exactly being smart on their way down the floor Mm -hmm. with those kind of turnovers. You take away the turnovers, and I thought it was a pretty fun night. Mm -hmm. It was a really fun night Mm -hmm. at Bramlage, and it's thanks to K-State finally shooting well from three. It, it looked ugly in the first couple of games outside of probably, you know, day-day aims against Bellarmine. But then you roll out 14 of 25 from three. The 14 makes the fifth most in program history. And you got it from three guys who are just – I mean, this is just a sign of how deadly Casey can be this year from scoring the basketball. I mean, did, were you guys watching how closely, like – South Dakota State wasn't was just locked in on defense. Yes, and how well they played defensively. They were pests. They were just magnets sticking to their guy in their man to man defense. They closed out well. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough game to score points. And K State scores ninety one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're well schooled in the system that they play. And there's no wonder, come tournament time, when you see them. And you see some of their like big wins, and some of the ones that they do catch. You, you when you watch them play, you go, "Oh yeah," because they're on you from the time they get off the bus. Tyler Perry goes six of eight um, from three. Cam Carter goes four of eight, and then R.J. Jones, true freshman, goes four of five. Cam finishes with 25, 22 for Tyler Perry, 14 for R.J. Jones, and 10 for Will McNair, who started the game. No Arthur Kaluma last night. I got to say, you know, on the offensive end, I've loved Will McNair. Mm-hmm. Defensively needs some work. Yeah. Defensively mm-hmm. needs some work. But like Coach said at the end of the game, you know, he's only he's K-State's only, like, classic five mm-hmm. who will post you up and try to score on you. And he was actually watching him play. He's more agile than I thought he was going to be. He's a little bit more athletic than I thought he was going to be. I think Will's going to be a pretty fun player this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see how that pans out. He's 5 of 7 from the floor. He also had 10 rebounds. Uh, 7 rebounds, rather. David Gasson had 11 rebounds. So Gasson, in the three games so far, his rebounds, not in this order, but 9, 10, and 11. Wow. Mm-hmm. His season high last year was 8. Wow. So he is, like, by far and away, Bored. just crushing it more than he did last year. That was much needed. You know, K-State didn't offensive rebound like they did in the previous two games. They had just eight, uh, but they had 16 second-chance points off of that. I right would on. absolutely take that. That's yeah. that's a way better conversion rate. I mean, not even close conversion rate uh, on their second-chance points. But K-State, 14 of 25 from three. You know, Cam Carter is another player I wanted to bring up because we, we heard about it in the preseason. We've heard about it just about every 
press conference so far with with Tang talking about Cam Carter, how he wants him to be a more selfish player, wants him to be just go score the basketball. You go be a bucket getter. Yeah, and that's what he's been so far. I mean, his shooting against USC wasn't good. But he hit four threes. He finished with 15 points, 17 points against Bellarmine, where he was 50% from the floor. And then we saw him shoot 10 of 20. He took 20 shots last night. (laughs) And he hit four threes, didn't really get to the free throw line, but he finished with 25 points. And I got to say, I think it was Tyler Perry that said it last night, that like, you know, we knew this was going to be the Cam Carter that you're seeing so far. A lot of people didn't believe it but he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really interesting thought because let's be real, K-State fans. When Coach Tang said that you need Cam Carter to be a bucket getter, he needs to take over and be the scorer of this team along with Tyler Perry. I mean, who thought he would be at this level this early? Not I. I, I don't think a lot of people would have expected that. Maybe something you gradually get to, but he just scored a career-high 25 points against a very good defensive team. In South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. So I'm very impressed by that. I got to say, that was a very encouraging win last night for K-State. Even though like it seemed like there were a number of things that went wrong. The turnovers were ugly. Mm-hmm. Way too many of them. But you take that away, and that was a very good game for K-State against a very good team. And this is the non-con for K-State. They're going to have a lot of tough competition coming up. They got Oral Roberts on the schedule. Oral Roberts is a really good team. It's Same conference. One. Yeah. Yeah. Summit League. It's another one that's like, you know, when they show up in postseason, you know, the dance, you look at some of their big wins and you're like, geez, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. But you watch them and you, they're crisp. And the efficiency of those three, Tyler Perry, Cam Carter, RJ Jones has been like, I, I didn't, RJ Jones, kind of a forgotten guy. He's really good at playing basketball. By the way, we got a Michaela Rich dunk yes. at the end of the game. Oh. It was hilarious because he looked over at the bench right before the dunk. And I was like, <laughs> did he just kind of ask for permission? Yeah. This is right at the end of the game. Yeah. And then Tang, like in the handshake line, went over to Coach Henderson. I, I'm sorry, you know, about that or whatever. And it was funny, but the boy said it at the end of the game where he's like, they're like, you haven't seen anything yet. Those yeah. are layups. Layups, because Michaela Rich can jump out of the gym. I can't wait. Uh, all right. Uh, Owen's answering a call right now. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, when we come back, Jabroni of the Week, after these words. Know your role and shut your mouth. You Jabroni. You Jabronis hit the jackpot. That Hollywood brand Jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this Jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, it was kind of a quiet week, so I have just two dishonorable mentions, but we will culminate with my jabroni of the week. If you watch college football final, even just watch the game, you saw this highlight pop up. My first dishonorable mention is Washington linebacker Alfonso Tupatala. Oh, yeah, him. So Washington's <laughs> having a great year, right? They're 10 They hosted a, a top 20 team in Utah this mm-hmm. past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the Apple Cup. Um, so it's a close game. It's a one-score game, second half, late third quarter, and Alfonso Tupatala comes up with an interception. It should be an easy pick six, but we've seen this happen before. Who uh, who did it back in – was it Nigel Malone for K-State did this one time where – Wasn't it? Running towards the end zone, you're about to score, and you drop the football he right did. before didn't, the goal didn't line. Didn't Malik do that last year? No, he got it punched out. Oh, that's right. You're right. Iowa State. 
But ironically, the fact that it was Washington and not Utah that did this, because Utah got burned with that a few years ago against, oh, against Oregon, Oregon, and it yeah. went back 99 yards. That's yeah, right. that was a, that was probably the worst one. Yeah, but this was recovered by Utah. So they did turn it over. It was recovered by an offensive lineman. You can actually see it in the highlight. He noticed it. He's way far back. He's like 20 yards away and noticed it and jumps on the football and recovers it for Utah. Wow. Now, the thing is, though, Washington still won. 35-28 the final. Huskies are now 10-0. Shout out to Washington. They are good. They got no defense, but they're good. The top five teams, all unbeatens. It's the first time that it, you've had that many Power 5 unbeatens in the BCS slash playoff era. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you serious? Really? This late in the season. I'm surprised. 10 and 0. I'm surprised mm-hmm. by that. AP threw that note in in the rankings this week. Yeah, Troy's having a good show, isn't he? Dude, yeah. Troy's on fire, man. I'm sick of it. You need to be late you need to be late more often. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some of us are working, man. Yeah, it's working. Hey, I've got a different show. I came over from my other job. You're all right. Out I'm here. My last dishonorable mention, I'm going to give it to the Buffalo Bills uh, for last night's Monday Night Football blunder. Uh, First of all, they turned it over four times. Uh, But also, they're taking on a real trash team called the Denver Broncos. The DBs. Um, And your point is? Buffalo Bills, they get the (laughs) go-ahead score. It's, what, two minutes to go. Here come the Buffalo Bills, or the uh, Denver Broncos. They're marching down the field. They're lining up for a game-winning field goal. As a matter of fact, they ran a play with no timeouts. They run on the field goal team. Guess what? Ding Dong misses it. Will Lutz goes far right and misses the game-winning field goal. Buffalo's Orchard Park is going nuts. Mm -hmm. But wait a second. Oops. The Bills had 12 men on the field. No, it was not DeMar Hamlin. I saw that online. It was not DeMar Hamlin. He was not in on the play. It, it went, people were trying people to People were blaming him. DeMar Hamlin for it, and he wasn't even in there. He's like, hey! I'm like, what are we doing? Ugh. So, Lutz, not a putz this time. Lines up for the game winner after the five-yard penalty. Kicks it. Field goal's good. Broncos win 24-22. to uh, actually, I should probably get to Sean McDermott because what a terrible game for Ooh. Buffalo, even though they should have won. Uh, you do know that they uh, got rid of OC today. Yeah. Ken Dorsey's out yeah. after that debacle last night. All right, but here is my jabroni of the week. I'm going to give it to Pepperdine men's basketball. Uh-oh. So they traveled north. They played UC Davis in a non-con game. Both teams want to know, and that's great. But Pepperdine has been terrible on the road the last few years. Pepperdine's been terrible the last few years. However, (laughs) they were about to get it done at UC Davis. They were up 17 in the second half, but then they start losing the lead. And then they start losing the lead even more. And then with 5.1 seconds left... UC Davis with a go-ahead layup. The Pepperdine miracle falls short. Now, here's the twist (laughs) on this thing. Pepperdine has a losing streak on the road. Before last night, or before, uh, that would have been Thursday night last week. 
their road losing streak was 25 games. Oh, my gosh. They should have got it done. They should have mm-hmm. ended the streak. Mm-hmm. But guess what? History caught up with them. Oh, no. They've now lost 26 straight games Ooh. on the road. And by the way, coming up next for Pepperdine on the road, Colorado, Louisville, you never know. Hey, that that's the one. But also Gonzaga. Not going to get it done. Sorry, Pepperdine. Your history is trash. Um, Damn. You keep Lasbury losing on the road, and by the way... Damn, I'm going to have to look up Scott Mosteller's call. You completely blew it. Wow. So Pepperdine's my jabroni of the week. All right, Yikes. let's take a real quick break, and when we come back, meet the Wildcats with Treshawn Ward next. Let's meet the Wildcats with Treshawn Ward. Who was your uh, favorite athlete growing up? If we want to go with, like, the you know the old running backs, I'd say Barry Sanders, but the new age, I was looking at leaving on Belmore. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I know I wanted to be a professional athlete, but I want to also, like, after, like, my athlete days, I want to be an agent. What is your music guilty pleasure? I listen to, like, you know, I like, before the games, you know, I got some, like, I want to say, like, Taylor Swift in my own playlist, but I got songs like that in my playlist that I don't usually bring around people, and I got a few rock songs I listen to, too, so I got a, a lot of uh, music variety. I got to bounce off that, because I work for a rock radio station. Is there a, a particular band or song you, you like? Um, when I came here, the uh, I think it's the Wolfgang. Um, I don't know what the song is, but it's like the oh, joke. Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. When I when I heard it here and um, click click boom. Yeah, saliva. Yes, 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 yes. So those songs get me um, a little lit when I hear it um, throughout the stadium. Is there anything you're afraid of? Spiders and it's this thing called like trophobia. It's like this little circles and stuff, and it be like all over the place. So whatever that is, I, that is too. What is Treshawn Ward's favorite TV show of all time? I'm probably going to go with either uh, Full House or Friends. Foreign country you want to visit the most? Mm, France. If you cook, what's your best dish? Pasta by far. Pasta by far. What do you throw in it? I can do shrimp. I can do chicken, but um, I like the chicken part. Do you have your biggest pet peeve? Probably, um, like, as far as, like, my, like, my parents and stuff, like, when they ask me a question. And, like, I answer it, and then five minutes later, they ask the same thing. It's kind of like, I just answered it. So, yeah, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. What's your favorite holiday? Probably Christmas. Last question, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? I'm, I think San Francisco might. They, they've been looking pretty good. And, like, if they're if they're healthy about time that comes and Chris McCaffrey and all them boys are back, I think they got a good chance of winning. They got a good defense and offense. So, just got to keep winning. And, you know, as far as the quarterback situation goes, trust them. So, all right, Treshawn, thank you for your time, and best of luck tonight. Yes, sir, thank you. Yeah, that was a uh, couple of weeks ago where we taped that, but he's a hoot, isn't he? One of the best. One of the best ones you've had. Florida boys are fun, man. All right, we got to take a break. Hour number two, linebacker, another one out for the regular rest of the season for K-State. We'll hear from Cooper Beebe as well. Hour two and your local news coming up next.